Welcome to episode 94 of Broad Street Hustle. I'm your host, Tommy Nanny, bringing you a exciting show, Super Bowl recap. Uh, we'll give some thoughts on how we see next year shape it up. And we'll touch on the Sixers. It's starting to get into the lean uh, months as we wind up to baseball season, as pitchers and catchers have reported. Um, so we're going to get through it. We have the the normal crew with us tonight, Jason Sayeta. Hey, Tom. Jason, we have Jimmy Chalk. Thomas. And uh, Christopher Michael Meeker. Well, lucky none of us are real Chiefs fans. We wouldn't have been at the parade the other day. So we're all safe and sound here in uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia suburbs. Okay. And we got, uh, as you can see, the Flyers Stadium Series jersey, although this was the uh, Winter Classic jersey. So Flyers have their uh, Stadium Series game Saturday night. We will not talk about that. Just want to throw it out there. Um, all right, let's kick off Super Bowl recap, episode 94, Broad Street Hustle. Maker, you pick the Chiefs, we'll give you first shot. So I just, uh, well, I wanted to go back to all the keys I thought, you know, that we talked about in the last podcast and how it kind of shaped up. So we talked about Kansas City's keys to the game, or at least I did. One of them was the scheme defensively to pressure Purdy without the blitz. We talked about how good Purdy was against the Blitz. And when they did Blitz uh, in very big moments in the game and played man coverage on critical third downs at the last drive, obviously, in regulation, and then the drive in overtime, it worked on third down. Uh, I think Purdy, I mean, and Purdy played pretty well in this game. One of the things we talked about was him getting off to a fast start. I think he outplayed Mahomes in the first half. Uh, but, you know, kind of, uh, I guess Kansas City kind of, even though they gave up only 10 points in the first half, I think he outplayed them. They didn't score enough points in the first half to call it a fast start. But in, in the end, you know, obviously, I think he played pretty well. They didn't lose because Brock Purdy didn't play well. Um, I also said for Kansas City, it can't be all Kelsey. And although Kelsey got his catches, there were 24 other catches by other receivers in the game. So obviously, KC capitalized on that. Uh, use play action and motion. Well, last play of the game, play action, motion, reminiscent of the Super Bowl last year. That's what wins the game for Kansas City in this one. Um, I think that uh, in the second half, I think that Greenlaw in injury might have played a part in how open the center of the field was in the second half. Although a lot of people that I was he hearing talk this week said it, I don't know if they were deflecting, said it didn't really quite matter that he got hurt, that his replacement played okay. But there were crossers in the middle of the field all over the place in the second half. So I have to, I have to think that that Greenlaw injury certainly uh, hurt Kansas City in the game. My other keys were for San Francisco, uh, McCaffrey getting his 75 yards. Now he did get his 75 yards. It did take him the overtime to get it. But the one thing that I think they didn't do was give him the ball on second and third down in regulation because they only needed five yards. And of course, they passed the ball and then Spags dials up the blitz in the third down. And they, you know, was, that was the one was the block pass, right? Not the rush throw in, in overtime where, you know, they rushed his throw and he had a guy open but just couldn't get it to him because he didn't have enough time. So 
you know, he got his yards, but I think they didn't give it to him in the in the most opportune time of the game. And I think that cost him as well. I, forget, I mean, they didn't give him the ball in the third quarter when they went three and out, about four possessions in a row. I think he touched the ball yeah. like once or twice at most. Um, the whole quarter, you know, until that very, very last drive of the quarter where they had a few snaps. So yeah, it just yeah. I mean, I just think it. I just think they got away from him a little bit in in that in that uh, latter parts of the game, and uh, he was you know he was he was running hard. He he was getting his yards, but I think in the most opportune part of the game where they could have gotten that first down by running the ball and run the clock out, kick the field goal, win it. Obviously, they didn't do that. Uh, the other key was don't miss makeable field goals. Now. Moody didn't miss makeable field goals. Matter of fact, he broke a record and then it was subsequently broken again by Butker later in the game, but he did miss the extra point. And Sam Fran was kind of chasing that. It was blocked, you know, but Sam Fran was kind of chasing that old game. And, yeah, but it was, and blo- it was blocked because he kicked it low. Yeah, it was, so it was his fault. He, it was his fault, it was but his I mean, fault. it was blocked. He didn't miss it, meaning that, you know, he didn't miss the field goal. But anyway, either neither here nor there. I mean, they were chasing that point. The whole game that enabled the Chiefs to be able to tie it regulation with a with a field goal, and I said this last one tongue in cheek, but it ended up being true. Have the ball last. Well, the Niners could have had the ball last if they got that first down and ended it on a field goal, and they could have had the ball last if they just took. I mean, if they just kicked off in overtime, and they didn't kick off in overtime. But Mahomes knew what he had to do to win the game. Obviously, San Fran doesn't score a touchdown. They they kick a field goal. And, you know, if you're giving the ball to Mahomes with a chance to win the game, like I was saying in the last podcast, he's going to hurt you. And he hurt him twice. Got a chance to be able to tie it. Regulation. Got a chance to win it in overtime. And even if San Fran scores a touchdown there, then, you know, you, you know what you have to do. And you have four downs to do it. So you're giving him an extra down on every series. I think they should have obviously kicked off. I don't know if his defense was gassed or why he decided to do it. I've heard different reports about why he decided to do it. He said that he wanted the ball if the game was tied after the first two possessions to have the ball last to win it in sudden death. But, you know, it turned out to not be the right decision. I don't blame Shanahan, you know, for the loss, but that might have been a mistake as well. And I think in the end, you know, Casey capitalized on the San Fran mistakes. The muffed punt and the missed field goal. And here we are with Patrick Mahomes winning a third Super Bowl, second in a row, and he's only 28 years old. So we might be talking about the GOAT. Jason? We're too long. You want to... Uh... Yeah, I, I agree for the most part with most of what Meeker said. Um, I, you know, I, I think the turning point in the game was the muff punt because the, the Chiefs' offense had done nothing. up, And that was late in the third quarter. And if San Francisco were to score there, um, you know, I believe it would have made it a two-score game, right? Because it was 10-3. They were, up, they were up three, yeah. 10-3. Uh, 10-6. No, 10-6 at that was time. Was it 10-6? Okay. Four, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, I, you know, give them the ball. And, you know, when they can't, when they couldn't do anything to start the second half, Mahomes looked terrible in the interception. Um, they just did nothing. And then all of a sudden... You're, you're punting him the ball, and it hits the guy's leg. You know, I don't want to blame McLeod at all, but he should have tried to jump on it instead of try to scoop it up. Um, but it's not, you know, he had a, he had a yeah, split second to I make mean, a he, decision. He, at yeah, least he, he had, saw that he needed no, to pick it up. But. Right, exactly. So, 
uh, and then they scored on the next play. Um, the blocked, the blocked kick, for, uh, extra point was huge because mm-hmm. now, you know, if if the score would have been twenty to what what would the score have been if they it would have been twenty to twenty sixteen. Uh, 2016, right. So now the Chiefs are not kicking field goals if it's 20 to 16. They got to score touchdowns. But because it's 1916, they could kick a field goal. That's huge. That's no, I don't think that's right. I think that it would have been 16 13. So it would have been 16, it would have been 17 13. 17 13. Yeah, okay. because yeah, you're right. Kansas okay. City wound up kicking a field goal. Right. Yeah, I mean, field goal, same, field goal, yeah. same point, four points instead of three, but just the score is different. But, no, what really that Casey doesn't kick, probably kick that field goal. To that's make what I'm it. saying. So they would Seven. have to go for it on fourth down, and now it comes down to that. And like, San Fran knows what they, you know, it changes. It's exactly. Okay. Yes, that's what I meant. They may, have, they may have called different plays, and, you know, given the circumstance, if they would have been down four, they might have played it a little different. Absolutely. Right, but. We never know what would have happened because they didn't have to do and that. And the 49ers might have defended it differently. You know what I mean? Now, now, you know, if they're defending for either or rather than just defending for a touchdown, you know what I mean? It's, it's, they, they, they would have defended it differently. But, um, two, you know, special teams, we had said it. Um, Chief special teams are better than the 49ers. Okay. So that came into play. Shanahan, questionable, set to start the second half, not giving McCaffrey the ball. You know, I don't agree with taking the ball in overtime. I know what he said. Um, he didn't say the defense was gassed. He said he wanted the ball in a third possession. I, I mean, it's not 100% wrong, but I don't agree no, with it. No, but also what's stupid, what's stupid is that, uh, with that is you – Kansas City, they, you score a touchdown. Kansas City scores, and now they said they would. But you, they, they would might go for, for two. Yeah, they go definitely for two. would go for two. Yeah, I think. So I think he. So your he was just counting just, on either both teams not scoring or both teams getting a field goal. Which is crazy. Yeah, with Mahomes, you you just can't. So I I think that was a mistake. But again, I mean that's it's subjective. It's not like it was definitely a mistake. I mean, but I don't I don't agree with it. The Greenlaw injury was humongous because Kelsey did absolutely nothing while Greenlaw was on the field. And then all of a sudden in the second half, and Greenlaw got hurt right before halftime. And in the second half, when they had time to, you know, figure out scheme, different schemes or whatever to get Kelsey the ball, changed the game big time. Um, I think the offensive line for the 49ers was, was a, a disaster. Purdy was under siege the whole game. They were missing blocking assignments. Trent Williams had two straight penalties that killed them. Oh, he got blown um, up on a play, too, where he just got put right on his back. The offensive line was terrible. Uh, it was By really bad. lineman, yep. by the way. Yep. Um, and I, you know, I I don't think Purdy had a great game. Um, did he play well enough to win? He did because there was any number of, plays that could have happened where they would have won the game. Like, I'll I mean, point the fourth and one. If Bosa sticks with Mahomes on that fourth and one play, the game's over. He Bosa goes to Pacheco, and Mahomes gets the first down easily. If, if he stays with, with Mahomes, I think the game's over right there. But, again, let's get back to Purdy. Purdy missed throws. That he no, there hit. was a throw, though, he made to Debo where it was a slant where, where he had the defender beat. 
and he, he had, threw it in the dirt. No, he threw a good pass, and Debo dropped dropped. Well, it. I'm, it was, I'm going to get the Debo. I'm not. Oh, I'm, I'm not. It was at like Debo a little yet. low, but Debo had space in front of him, and it was. I think they might have converted the first down event. Yeah. But I mean, it he's, was like a would have been a big play. He's on like, my shit list. I didn't get to him. Horrible. Yet. He was horrible. But Purdy did also miss a crossing route to Debo where he was open, and he put it in the dirt. And the touchdown to Debo where he Chris Jones he got kind under pressure. Oh, he was there. yeah. Jones was there, but yeah, still missed. Uh, Ayuk pass. Now, I'm going to blame Ayuk and Debo. I watched the quarterback school. I don't know if Chalky watched it or not. He was a little more critical of, of Purdy than I thought he should have been because, like, Ayuk he was gave blaming up on him. That, that route, it looked like. Ayuk gave up on a route. Purdy didn't give him a good ball either, even though he gave up on a route. But he was critical. Like, he was calling out Purdy on the one play where he had 25-yard pass, 20-yard pass to Ray Ray McLeod. And he wanted him to go deep to Ayuk, who was kind of covered. But I'm like, well, come on. He he yeah, had a 20-yard complete. Like, yeah, what, yeah, that's... I mean, come on. You want to be critical? I mean, I again, I've seen Purdy play better. I've seen him, you know, and I'll also give a little bit of blame. Not, not a lot, but a little bit of blame to Purdy on the last play. You know, the last... The two-minute uh, warning. The two-minute warning play. Because if he catches the ball and throws it real, throws a quick slant to Ayuk, the game's over. But he caught it and he hesitated a little bit, and then you know he got rushed. Yeah, he got. Now he was under siege, and I'm not going to blame him for the last play in overtime because, yes, McLeod was was going to be open, and Ayuk was wide open. The guy slipped, but he had he had the best defensive end in football. Two linemen that Chris Jones walked up right up the middle. The 49ers let him go right offensive. Offensive line was was atrocious. Now let's get the Debo. All right, he dropped the pass Tommy was talking about. He also dropped another pass. And if you watch that quarterback school, he dogged so many routes during the game. Like when he doesn't, even he when counts. he's going to get the ball, he he doesn't run hard. When he's not getting the ball and he's just running like clear routes, he doesn't run hard. There was a he just Jets he doesn't play hard. where he needs to stick to the outside. He picks up like one or two yards. Instead, he tries to cut in, loses four yards on first down. Now it's second and he fourteen. Was a disgrace. And he I was think they got a holding penalty. And, and he's made a glass. He's always hurt. So like you know he he was he's he was bad during the game. I'm going to blame Ayuk for stopping on that route. And I'm going to blame Kittle on McCaffrey's fumble. Where was Kittle in the game? What do you have? One catch? He converted that fourth down, right? That well, was if it. you watch, I just saw a replay a little while ago. When McCaffrey fumbled, he's like talking to Karlafis, like trying to make small talk with him. When the ball's laying behind him. Like he could have turned around and jumped on the ball if yeah, he's not some, like there goofing was time around. The ball was like, oh, was around. <clears throat> uh, just just all around the, the 49ers offense just, just blew the game. Um what else did I have written down? Uh, I mean, a couple of points. Like, the Chiefs led the league in holding for offensive alignment. No holds were called on them. They, they were holding a lot. Blatant. Yes. I mean, I think San Fran got hold. away with, with one late in the fourth, if I remember. They might have. There was, there was that third and ten that Kelsey converted that Bosa got, yes. thro- like, tackled before he—or it's a sack— yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, you got to collect so, that stuff. I'm sorry. That's a joke. I, yeah, I mean, you saw, I saw jerseys being held, like, on, on a couple of those last last plays. Absolutely. Mahomes scramble but, play where he, not the big one, but on the third down, yeah. the, the guy got, the guy got wrapped around too. Yeah. Like, it's, 
So I yeah, just don't yeah, agree with did, that. Did Mahomes play well in the fourth quarter in overtime? Of course. But 49ers lost that game. 49ers should have won that game. They blew it. Well, I, the other, another part, I mean, I'll give, I'll let Charlie take the floor. You know, I, I blame Shanahan a lot, and, you know, you guys covered it, but his, and Reed was bad too, but the end of the second quarter, like into halftime, no timeouts. He gave, like, why don't you, why is he not using, Kansas City's not going to run out of time. They had, yeah. what, two timeouts, three timeouts, I think. Right. Why is he not using timeouts yeah. to get the his ball game, back? His, his game yeah, management's I, bad. Right. Like, what do you, he should call timeout on the last play of the game too. Because they were not set up to to cover that play. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's a uh... that's the most important play of the game. Call a timeout. Like yeah. get your defense. I think it's so. But the one thing I heard about that play was that was obviously the forty uh, the Chiefs were going for it on uh, going for two. If they scored, that was their two point conversion play, and because yeah, they didn't need it, they used yeah. it to win the game. And I don't think that I read or I heard that that wasn't the play, like corn dog or whatever. That wasn't to go to Hardman. It was to. It was like another guy. That well, Bosa. I think if you watch, if you watch it, Bosa. It was all based on Bosa. And Bosa blew so, up whatever the play was. Bosa. It was going to be a a, sho- a shovel pass, and Bosa just went right there. And if it wasn't, then Mahomes is either going to run, or he's going to throw it. And Hardman sitting right. There. It was so yeah. Mahomes had two See, options. I, I think there's options because that was that was basically the same play they ran twice against the Eagles last year for touchdowns. And yeah, Tony, well, Tony had yeah. When Tony Kelsey, Kel, if you watch the play, Kelsey comes out and you know makes his break or whatever. And as soon as he sees that the one safety goes with him, he just stops in the Stop scoreboard because he knows they're going to score. So if that guy doesn't go with Kelsey and goes to Hardman, then Kelsey, the way they were lined up, would have been open for. You know, in the back of the end zone, they get hit there. So, I I, I don't know that they played it wrong because I think the way I mean the timeout, they might have been able to scheme something better. But I think just the way the play was designed, there wasn't going to be an option that they could have covered everybody unless they got lucky. But Bosa was too aggressive for me during the game. Like he's got a like a lot of times he's losing containment on Mahomes. You know what I mean? You got to you get you can't you can't come all the way around like Mamul used to do. Remember Mamul used to come all the way around and then you had that lane to run. You can't lose containment on a guy like Mahomes. He's just going to take off. So, I, I, again, I think the 49ers lost the game more than the Chiefs won it. Chalky, any, any, any avenues that wasn't, weren't explored yet you want to recap? I mean, I've been playing Ultimate X, so I haven't really been listening. But, um, no, it, look. I would say it's the reverse of of San Francisco's um, first two games in that they they were able to win because the other teams let them hang around and didn't finish them off, and San Francisco let Kansas City hang around because up until the punt, um, you know, just from a an enjoyment standpoint, all betting aside, it was a pretty sucky game. There wasn't a whole lot going on at ten six and terrible. Yeah, and then um, boom, fumble. Uh, well, the, the muff punt, and then Kansas City scores the next play, and then every drive, including that one through the end, had at least some points scored. So it made the game a lot more interesting towards the end, at least because at least there was some back and forth going on. Um, but you know, both teams left chances on the field. Um, the really until then, the best Kansas City drive was the fumble. They fumbled in the red zone at the ten yard line or whatever. They hadn't really gotten closer than that the rest of the game. Um, before the turnover, and you know, it just went back and forth, and you know, in the end, 
you give Mahomes the ball with that chance and they found a way to win. And he made up for whatever, 70 or 60 something of the yards on that between throwing and running. He used his legs, which he's done in the past, beat the Eagles up. Um, and I, I, you know, the Greenlaw, the Greenlaw injury has to be pretty important. I mean, if I, I, I think it's inside the NFL. It's on CW now, but they had the mic guys mic'd up during the game. And you see like, as it happens, Mahomes sees it rights away and he's grabbing the, the offensive coaches and says, you know, what's Greenlaw's number? I don't know. Let's say 52. Seven. 50, 52's, 57's hurt. 57's hurt. So he's letting his coaching staff know this guy's hurt. Let's look at it. Um, the Warner sees it happen and he's like, no, no, no. And then not to knock on Kittle, but maybe he's got high before the game at one of the smoke shops in Vegas because he's, they show him sitting on the bench and he's like, Oh, he tore his ACL. Oh, that's terrible. Like no emotion, like no care. Like, oh man, like, okay, so you're going to be focused on the game, I guess. But it was just like, didn't give two, you know, whatever's that, that, you know, they're one of their best players is now out for the rest of the game. Yeah, and if you watch, I mean, Um, up until that point too, he was like the heart and soul of of the defense. He was between him and Werner flying around. But after every play, he's jumping up. He's, you know, and that stuff, that motivates the other guys. And the fact that it happened that, it, it, the fact that it happened right, I mean, in the first half. So the Chiefs had halftime to go back and regroup and sort of, mm-hmm. and, you know, so did San Francisco. And maybe they they changed it up a little bit to, to you know, account for him being out and his, his replacement play. Well, I don't know. I doubt they called the exact same schemes necessarily. But um, but I, I would just say, you know, give both defensive coordinators credit because, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, yeah, it went over because it went to overtime, but it wasn't, you know, there was two touchdowns each side, right? So. It wasn't like, you know, a shootout like we've seen in some of the past couple of years. Um, and, you know, they, they had kept the Chiefs offense pretty much contained until that turnover. But even then, it was field goals the rest of the game um, until overtime. And uh, give Spagnola credit because, you know, like I said, Purdy, I don't blame Purdy for the loss, but he wasn't lighting it up. And he called the right, he took the risk of calling that blitz at the end of regulation against Purdy's best against the blitz. And it dialed up right, and he got the guy, and the D-back got the hand uh, in his face. So, um, I mean, you know, I, I think San Francisco played the better game, much like they almost did the first time they played, but, you know, in the end, they couldn't get the job done. So now that's going to be a knock on Shanahan, I guess, until he gets a team across the finish line, um, kind of like got, Andy, Andy Reid had very, for a couple years. He's got a very Andy Reid-esque feel to him right now. The, you know, the games that he's they lose. He's still kind of young. He's still kind of young, too. You uh, know yeah, I mean? like, but it's he, time, he has struggles with time management at times. Yeah, struggles yeah. with, you know, stops running the ball. He, mm-hmm. you know, his when the game plan ain't there. It, you know, it's it's a, a lot of the stuff that we said, um, you know, with with, with uh, Reed. And then this year, you know, the they played good in the Super Bowl up until a certain point. But the defense, and Jason alluded to, um, prior to re- the preview show that their defense wasn't what it was last no. year you know and you saw it against the uh green bay you saw it against the lions now they they did they played well there was a play where shanahan called timeout with the was it the start of overtime where he didn't like the alignment um and he called a timeout and you saw him like kind of going after wilkes a little bit so i'm not surprised wilkes got fired from what i read he wasn't even allowed to run some of the his concepts, he was still running the D'Amico Ryan concept. So, um, but he didn't have, he didn't have the defense, didn't bow him out. You know, this goes down as a Mahomes and a Reed Super Bowl. And 
in 20 years, nobody remembers it. And you just say, oh, yeah. you know, Meeker already alluded to him being the GOAT. But, I mean, Brady had him too, so don't get me wrong. But th- this, I, I could put a lot of quarterbacks in Mahomes' position and they win this Super Bowl. That's hard. I mean, he didn't. He scored at the end, but a lot of quarterbacks can score when they have the ball against a tired defense in the final in the ends of game. Yeah. And th- they played a prevent defense at the end of the fourth quarter. San Fran to not let up a touchdown, and they yeah. easily got in field goal range in what three or four plays. They're in field yep. goal range. They played to let the clock run out. I mean, if the Chiefs had and another ten seconds, they win the game in regulation. Probably. Yeah, I mean, they I know they had them at the third. They Kelsey, had a, but they had a third and ten, and if they stop them, it's a you know, f- what, close to 50, 48-yard field goal. But they were playing way off the guy. So, you know, to me, but Brady won a 9-7 to Super Bowl or whatever it was against the Rams where he was terrible. So their quarterbacks are going to win and coaches are going to win. But Reed, I thought, was bad with, with the clock. He had some challenges that he left on the field with first down, bad spots that would have gotten them first downs. Or, but... At the end of the day, he has another Super Bowl. Mahomes has another Super Bowl, you know, and Shanahan blew blew another, you know, another Super Bowl. So, all right. So to me, go ahead, me. Yeah, I was going to say, to me, the Euro was really Spags. I mean, I think the defensive game plan, especially yeah, in they, the latter the defense won the game. And their play calling, I mean, their offensive play calling in the fourth quarter and overtime, it seemed like everything was working. And I don't know whether it was that they were gassed or what it was, you know, with the defense, but everything that wasn't working in the first half started to work in the fourth quarter. Well, the Chiefs, and, Chiefs um, offensive line outplayed the 49ers offensive line. Uh, the green law injury was huge, you know, and... And Thune's placement was, he played really well. And wasn't he the guy that tore, he tore like his elbow? He tore, yeah, he, he, he got, he, yeah, uh, Tommy John. He got like Tommy John in the middle of the game. And kept playing. He had that injury to Purdy had yeah. against the Eagles. He had during the game, and he played the rest of the game. Yeah, I just think the run too. The run. I mean, we. I mean, I. I wasn't pick. I didn't pick him against Buffalo. I didn't pick him against Baltimore. I mean, I just was tired of not picking them, and I, I thought they would win this game anyway. But yeah, you rode the public. The that, you were riding the public train because they didn't pick him against Buffalo, and they didn't. Yeah, pick they were against, ant right. And then they well, look, picked they up were, again. They were a home underdog. I thought they would lose the game. I thought Buffalo was a better team. But the run that they had, I'm just talking about the run. About the pick. I'm talking about the run that they had, beating Miami, beating Buffalo on the road, beating Baltimore on the road, and beating San Fran in the Super Bowl. It's probably more impressive than with a team that they had, which was nowhere near as good as any team that they've had that had won the Super Bowl or been in it. Was probably but, the but, most, but that's deep. arbitrary because defensively they were better than any of the defensive teams. Defensively they were. Well, yeah, I agree. The, but offensively, they were. Fifty percent of the, the team was better than, and the other fifty percent had Mahomes. So I mean, well, the, the opponents that they beat, and the fact that they had to play four games, you know, with a team that with this offensive team, I thought was really really impressive that they won the Super Bowl. It was impressive. I mean, I wanted to pick against them. The first week against Miami, but you had him dead to rights on Christmas. We well, everyone did, you know. I mean, yeah, I, don't, that I, I think most we. I mean, we all kind of thought Kansas City was not going to be what they not win the Super Bowl. I mean, it, they looked no, bad. No, definitely not. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else or, or uh, chalk? I think you had some of the 
the statistics from our props from last week. You don't have to go through them all. Just kind of. I'll go, I mean, I'll, I'll go quick because it's not, you know, um, I'll go in the order of uh, that we gave him on the show. So I went first. Uh, my MVP bets were Kelsey, Samuel Kittle. Er, touchdown, Samuel Kittle. Er, Debo over 16 and a half rushing and over 78 and a half total. Er, um, two, I, the last two I gave, I did hit Mitchell over four and a half rushing yards, minus 105. Yeah. That, that was hit, early. He had that early. early and he had like one other rush the rest yeah. of the game. I was in the car on the way home, I think, from... Your mother's and uh, I heard it. I heard it go over, and my wife's like, "Why are you cheering?" And I was like, "I don't know where." Um, and then Chase Young uh, over two point uh, two five sack. Um, that was hit. early as well. That was that like was early. That was another drive. one in the car. So that was nine bets at a hundred bucks each. Uh, that uh, nets a loss uh, for me for uh, minus three hundred and fifty four dollars and seventy six cents. Uh, Tommy. Uh, Debo touchdown, Debo MVP. No, uh, Chiefs red zone conversion for touchdowns, uh, under 59.5%. That hit at plus 115. Um, Mahomes red zone interception loss. Fumble. Uh, I should have won with it. I should have won with Turner. Yeah. Uh, you no, know, they over, had not to interrupt Chalky, but they had five fumbles in that game. Dude, they it was fumble a fumble luck. Too. It was us. They had uh, fumble luck because San Francisco yeah. fumbled what twice and lost both of them and they fumbled five times and only lost one of them. There was one put that one fumble. I swear Pacheco tried, lateraled that ball. I don't think that was a fumble. And then the next play they converted the first remember. down. If they review it and it's a four it would have been a forward lateral. They would have it would have been lost a down, you know, a whole thing. And that was another one that but they but the CBS broadcast was terrible. They barely showed replays. They let, just let, let me, Romo go on and on. So so let me tell you oh. about the broadcast. I didn't think to mention it, but you brought up. So after I got home and at right at halftime, I threw some clothes in the laundry and then I hear my wife screaming downstairs. And so the hose from the washing machine leaked. And so I got water in the basement. So I'm trying to get in with the shop vac. So I take my phone out to put the game on YouTube TV. I put it on and I picked it the first thing. It pops up, Super Bowl, boom. Well, it's Nickelodeon. It's got SpongeBob and Iron Eagle. And I didn't change I, it because I didn't want to listen to Romo and Nance. And it was actually more entertaining, like than, than watching the actual. I had I had Nance on for overtime, but it was better for the end of regulation of watching those guys and listening to it than it was for, you know, the first half of the regular game. But um, the first three quarters of the game, I was in a bar that I couldn't hear one speck of the broadcast. Couldn't hear the commercials. Nothing. Got home in the fourth quarter, and I was obviously it was the most exciting part of the game. And Romo did not shut. Yeah, does, I, does just I got news for you. Nance has got just needed his bar. Nance has gotten to be just as bad. That the Kittle first down on the fourth down, he said, "Oh, he doesn't get it. He's short. He 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 made it by like a yard yeah. and a half." I, and listening in the car, um, Kevin Harlan is very like exciting and energetic, but he's. Gets a lot of stuff wrong too. Oh, not much of a gain. Eight yards there. Like, what? That's kind of that's pretty good. <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, but anyway, back to the props. Uh, over uh, one and a half field goals. Bucker that hit. That was minus one fifty five. Um, I'm sorry, that was minus one twenty. Over one point five somethings. Sacks. Sacks. Uh, for for San Francisco, that was the over one fifty five. Bucker over one and a half minus one twenty hit. San Francisco second half minus one and a half loss. KC under fourteen for the game loss. Justin Spieth, birdies versus field goals. Spieth had five birdies, seven field goals in the game, plus 155. That was a hit for a total profit of $317.85 on nine $100 wagers coming back. 
Uh, Meeker had a KC and under adjusted line parlay, loss. Pacheco touchdown, loss. Purdy under 20 and a half completions, loss. Gray over 13 and a half. He didn't give a line on that. I was generous and gave him minus 115, but that did hit. Yeah, um, that hit early. He had one catch, I think, that. Yeah. That catch. He had and some they said where, That's where they said it was Kelsey caught the pass. They yeah. said Kelsey would have would have passed, <laughs> yeah, and then he gets Kelsey. out. Yeah, and it was no, it was gray. Um, he had some sort of goofy parlay with game leaders loss. Uh, field more field goals and touchdowns at plus four hundred. If he did bet it, that hit. I'll give it to him, and then a tie for same number of field goals, touchdowns that's loss. A nice one. Um, that was four to one. So Meeker comes out with a profit of one hundred eighty six dollars and ninety six cents on those hundred dollar bets. Um, and then finally, Jason uh, don't have odds on these, but. He wanted the first play to be a Purdy screen to Debo because he said everybody's going to think McCaffrey's going to get to the ball. McCaffrey got the ball, but he couldn't bet that play. So if I remember correctly, you bet Purdy first completion and Debo first quarter reception, which was a winner. Um, over three and a half field goals, each team getting it. San Francisco did not, but Casey did. So that's one out of two. Uh, Purdy under 31 and a half attempts. Well, over lost. three and a half field goals was for the game. Oh, for the game. So that's a hit then. That was a win. I thought I thought yeah, I thought you'd said you bet each team separately no, no, no. score over three and a half. So mm-hmm. that no, was that a hit would then. Be, that would be some big odds to have per team. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean some of these are bigger odds. Uh, Purdy under thirty one and a half loss. Moody over seven and a half, still one even with the block extra point. That was easy. Uh under two point conversion attempts, one. There were zero in the game. Uh under two and a half pass attempts. Unfortunately, that one lost with the okay. McCaffrey touchdown. Uh Purdy MVP loss, Kittle MVP loss. Or I'm sorry, Kittle touchdown, touchdown. loss. So that was our I had that um, I had that Purdy bet one until overtime. Well the game went to overtime, screwed everything up. Yeah. But, well, yeah, that's the way it goes. They played the whole game. Screw um, Tommy. Tommy would have won. And then Yeah, and then general bets, um State Nevada did set a betting record. So the fact the Super Bowl was in there did not hurt the handle. And it was a net win for the Nevada sports books. They did get hit on the KC uh, covering and winning, and they got hit on the overtime prop. Um, and I don't think anybody offered a streaker prop, but that hit as well if anybody did. They um, win on, on parlay. But I because mean, of the parlays every- and the future bets, I'm guessing when they cash them yeah, out as losers, uh, Nevada Sportsbooks did come out ahead for the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, but it was like $6 million. Yeah, it wasn't a From huge prop by any means. That's but like basically it, a loss. It's, it's, calculate all the crap that they spent yeah. for it. Yeah, um, but in the, the fact so that it, every teaser won is had to crush them. No matter how you tease the game, you 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 won. Which, right, that yeah. had to smoke them. But it will not go down the books as one of the as the third, I guess, based on what Jason was saying, losing Super Bowl. Um, I mean, how many years because one, of all one, the extras? Yeah, one one thing I wanted to throw in too is watching that quarterback school. You you see how how seamlessly like the Chiefs run their routes and stuff. Like on the one play, they showed. Mention that guy Gray. He basically like he was running to set a pick, and at the last second he just moves out of the way, and it's a pick, yeah. but it's not a pick. And Kelsey's wide open, like stuff like that is why they win Super Bowl. Yeah, well, that's Forty Niners don't. That's Reed special. That's coaching. Exactly. And that's where his. And then you watch the Forty ers running routes and stuff, and Debo half ass and stuff, and Ayuk slowing down and. Kittle goofing around, McCaffrey fumbling. That's why you lose games. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's um, quickly go to next year. So Super Bowl would be in 2024. 59. 59, 2024 season. 
Anything, any early thoughts, Jason, on next year? Anything that interests you? Even if you gave out a win, like a odds, like a, you know. Yeah, I'm going to give that... you, I'm going to give you the NFC and AFC championship games and then the Super Bowl, but I'm not going to give you a Super Bowl winner. I'll start in the AFC. I think the Bengals are going to have a last place schedule. They're going to have, everybody's going to be healthy, you know, you would think. Uh, Burrow's healthy and, you know, they'd have to improve their defense, which you'd think they would do in the offseason. Um, I didn't look at, and I sh I just saw something about uh, cap space, and I saw Meeker Saints are last in cap space, so they're, they're going to be in big trouble. But I didn't see what the, the Bengals' cap space is going to be, but um, I'm really strong on the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. So I got them in the AFC Championship game. And spoiler alert, I guess I got them going to the Super Bowl. But you got to pick the Chiefs to play them, right, in, in the AFC Championship. I mean, Mahomes just gets to the AFC Championship game every year. So I, I, I know it's chalk, but Chiefs-Bengals. And I'm going to go back to the 49ers again just because Purdy is still on his rookie contract. Um, I don't see the MC as being that strong. Um, and 49ers are still going to have a good roster. Um, so I see them being in the NFC Championship game. I struggle with the other team. Uh, I'm going to say the Packers just because the Lions are going to have a first-place schedule now this year, although I... Yeah, they kept Ben Johnson, though, and that was the, the knock was going to be yeah. he leaves, but they kept him. I mean, yeah, it was, for me, it was between the, four, uh, the Packers and the Lions. I just, uh, you know, I look at the schedule and say that Packers will have an easier schedule. They might win that division. So, um, uh, slightly Packers, but I think it'll be 49ers, Bengals in the Super Bowl. Uh, I I mean, I would lean Bengals to win, but I I don't know. Yeah, That's my Super Bowl. So, right, so much. All right, uh, Chalky? Yeah, I mean, Bengals were my preseason pick, um, so I'm going to go back to them. You know, sitting right now, they're 13-1 on DraftKings, so... Um, with Burrow missing a lot and being hurt for games he actually played, they finished the season 9-8 in the toughest division in the league because everybody had a winning record. So you figure if they get a little bit of a break with the health, uh, they'll be better. Um, now, I don't know if there's spaces, but I, they do have to figure out what they're doing with Higgins. Um, he's their marquee free agent this year, I think, um, you know, on the other side of Chase. Um, and the NFC, I mean... San Francisco should be back in the championship game. I don't think they have any major free agents coming up. And even if they did, the Purdy cap space will give them um, a chance there. Um, one of the opening lines I saw that I would have said I would have put a bet on was uh, some books opened the Jets at 40 to 1. I mean, I don't know. Rodgers is, who knows how he's going to be able to play or healthy. But if he, they get any kind of consistent quarterback play out of him, 40 to 1. Would have been worth a shot, but they've already dropped to 25 to one at DraftKings now. So, you know, say what you want. But as a longer shot, I thought them. Um, and then an interesting team, I was looking at another team from the Central. The Bears seem to be priced a little lower than that I was would have thought. That was your team last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Bears, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming who's their they're going to stay at, at one and draft Williams. Um, but their defense was really solid towards the end of the year. So, if Williams is as good, even as a rookie, as some of these uh, pundits are saying, they might be able to get to a championship game. I'm not picking them in the Super Bowl or even get there because I don't know that any rookies ever made the Super Bowl, right? Um, but as a championship game flyer against, you know, a San Francisco, 
Yeah, maybe, maybe take a shot there. Meeker? Yeah, I mean, in the NFC, I'm just going to look for a team that played really well in the second half and, and has some room there to add some pieces, and that's the Rams. I like the coach, obviously, good quarterback. They obviously found the really good offensive. Uh, they found some good offense this year in some of the rookies that they played, and they can improve that defense a little bit. I think they'll challenge San Fran for the division, maybe get to the championship. San Fran will probably be there again. Um, same thing with the Chiefs and the AFC. Um, you got to think that at some point in time, Josh Allen's going to get his day, you know, and he's going to get Mahomes out some point. Uh, so I'll look towards the Bills to uh, to challenge for the AFC and maybe play the Chiefs in an AFC championship again. All right, I took this. Oh, jeez, I took this a different way, and I, I'm going to open it to you guys. So I I, I always look at rookie or uh, second year coaches, and then with that have rookie, you know quarterbacks on rookie deals now i got i got the second year coaches so i was going to throw out play teams and then let you guys so jonathan gannon the cardinals no shot no. right all right sean payton denver who's the quarterback, yeah, the quarterback i don't know i don't know the quarterback situation that's going to be tough i mean it's not you know, it's not going to be wilson it sounds it's like not so wilson. that's you can't it's hard I mean, to say without, without, without having a quarterback i can't i have to it's say hard. no but these last two are intriguing. D'Amico Ryans, who has uh, what's his face on his rookie deal. My uh, only issue there is that Houston, Houston had a last place schedule this year, and we'll have a first place schedule next year. That's my right, only. I, that's my issue with that. And then he's a de- good. So I mean, I think that they're not that they were weak defensively. They actually played pretty decent defensively. But if they can improve their defense. And, you know, another year of Stroud, maybe add another piece on the offense. It'll be a tough team. I mean, of all the teams you've mentioned so far, I like Houston better than the other two. And then, well, we got one more. It's Steichen. So the Colts and Richardson's back. So you it have depends on what you think of Richardson. Right. What do you, yeah. what do you think of Richardson? I mean, I mean Steichen high looked on like a good coach. Yeah. And he played were, well. He played well before he, he got hurt. Well. And they, I mean, they were, they were in the hunt for the, I mean, look, it came out of that last game with them in Houston to see who got into the playoffs. I mean, I would go Houston only because we've at least seen something with Stroud. Now they'll have a book on him for a second-year team. But I think that AFC South is the weakest probably in that conference. So for one of those teams that, I mean, Jacksonville didn't make it. They might be, you know, I mean, there are teams that can make that are okay or they're going to win records, but no real juggernauts right down there, I think. Um, where you can at least point to one in some of the other divisions. I mean, Stroud could be special. Right. Could be. Yeah. Be special and maybe, you know. I mean, he showed me things I, I, that I was not expecting, yeah. like, even late in the season, that he made the yeah. right decisions against the Blitz. I mean, there were some plays that he really... I'm he, just always leery of last to first, and then what happens the yeah. year after, because oh, now yeah. the schedule's harder, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's... One- but yeah, I agree with Chalky with that division, though. I mean, you might you might come out of that division like, well, yeah, but I, mean, I think the, the division's tougher now because the Colts yeah. are bad and Jacksonville's not right. bad. Although the, maybe nobody's juggernaut, they're all much better than they yeah, have right. been in, in, in past years. They, they could be no... evenly matched, but no juggernaut. Mm-hmm. So it's the same situation where, you know, nine or ten wins, wins that division, and it comes down to the last game again. But, yeah, it's funny that, like, because Frank Wright was one of those coaches and obviously he's gone. So it's, NFC, is only you only have Gannon that fits into that, you know, into that bucket. 
Um, but the NFC, the AFC, you know, had has more. So uh, that was just something, you know, a thought. I, I agree with you guys on San Fran. I don't see them falling into the 31% that does it, that only makes the playoffs. You know, I, I see them staying. Cincinnati was my preseason pick last year. And, you know, I think if Burrow stays healthy, they, they would have had a shot. Uh, it's funny. Nobody picked San um the Nobody picked the Chargers with the uh, with Harbaugh and you know Herbert. Uh, the only reason I didn't is because I'm strong on the Bengals and it's the Chiefs. Like you know, I think the Chargers will make the playoffs. I think they'll be in. You know, I think they'll win a playoff game, but I just don't. I don't think they'll beat the Chiefs or Bengals. When did Harbaugh take that San Fran team to the Super Bowl? And what year of his coaching? Them. Two. He was there. He, two, he took them to the championship game the, in, their, the in their first three. In their first three years, and the Super Bowl was in the middle year. Okay, so he made the championship game on his first year with that team. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that, that's it. That they lost to the Giants in overtime when the punt returner had a concussion. They left him in the game and he fumbled. I remember that. Yep. I was going to say, I think an interesting move maybe for Denver would be that obvious. I would think the you know the Browns are going to go back to Watson. And I don't think they keep Flacco as a backup just in case Watson gets Flacco. hurt. But if he Flacco's he's on the market, done. he had Flacco's one and done. He had his flash. Yeah. And see and no. see what he can do there. You ain't with doing Peyton. a whole season with no. Flacco. He's not, you no. know, he had they his tried flash. Flacco in Denver already. He's not going back there. The only right. the only halfway decent quarterback, and I'm not a big fan of his, is good, that's available is Fields. And Fields. it sounds like it's Pittsburgh wants Fields. Well, Tannehill. Yes. I, I heard, and, oh, Pittsburgh. What, they were saying Tannehill, too. P to Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh somebody's got betting odds of, like, I don't know if it's even money or close to it for Fields to go be playing for Pittsburgh next year. I mean, Russell Wilson, I guess, is available. I don't know. I mean, like, is he going to... He is Denver's quarterback, and we're talking about Denver? Yeah, right, if we're just talking about Denver. But I'm just talking about, like, quarterbacks that are available yeah, for yeah. teams that maybe are quarter decent quarterback away. But, yeah, I mean, if we're talking Denver, obviously it's not going to be Wilson. So I don't know who the hell they're getting. What's up with Cousins? Oh, that's true. He, he, he is helped. a free agent, I think, right? Yeah, so that's... Yeah, it'll be that interesting could. to see where he goes. That could be... I could see him going well with Peyton. I mean, oh yeah, he, yeah. Sure. you know, his timing and you know, pocket and kind of, kind of some similar to Breeze to yeah. a certain extent, yeah, of that offense. Yeah, if they get they get cousins, that the AFC's tough. Yeah, Jim, as it was last right? year. I mean, the Jets are going to be good. The defense is good. They're going to have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, Chargers are going to be better. Chiefs are the Chiefs. Bengals are definitely going to be better. The Browns are not going to be bad. I'm not a Watson fan, but the Browns are good. I mean, Raiders played Ravens. well with Pierce. Is that, I mean, you never, they don't have a quarterback, but... No, nah, they don't have a quarterback. I think they're like an easy out, you know, and for, as years pass. Mm -hmm. Is Mayfield then, a free agent? Uh, I think Tampa Bay is going to bring him back. Um, yeah, I think he is, though. I think he only signed a one-year deal. But Tampa Bay, yeah, I think Tampa Bay wants him back. But uh, Jacksonville... You know, maybe yeah, they disappoint it. I mean, they you know. right. They're tough too. That's a, that's a team that that if they don't show up next year, that Doug's going to be. I think they'll fire Peterson. Yep. Oh, I yeah. agree with that. All right, let's we, we you know I don't want to go too long here. So good good thoughts. Um, do another ten minutes or so before we we call it a show. Well, move on to the NBA and the Sixers. We're getting I think it's this weekend, right? Is the um. 
All-Star break? Is that right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's about the halfway point. Um, I mean, we touched on the Sixers trade last week, briefly before the Super Bowl show, but you got a you got some couple games to watch Buddy Heal play. Obviously, no Embiid. Um, Jason, what's your early thoughts? Any additional thoughts of Embiid coming back, or if he does come back, what, yeah. what it can turn into? I mean, I I like the roster. It's you know. The problem's going to be, can Embiid come back in time to save them from falling to the seventh or below seed? Because you don't want to play in that play-in series, especially with Embiid. Like, you don't want him playing extra games or whatever. So, you know, if you look at their roster, the starting lineup's going to be strong. Embiid, Harris, I don't like him, but, I mean, Batum plays once every two weeks. So, But, I mean, when he plays, he's good. Hilda's look great. Uh, and I think he'll look even better uh, with Embiid. You know, I think he's going to fit in really well with Embiid. And then Maxi, of course. And your bench is strong. You got Oubre. Now you're bringing in Lowry, who's a, <clears throat> you know, he's a guy with a lot of experience. He's a bulldog. You know, he'll set Embiid straight, I'm sure. Melton. Uh, you know, you, you have a nice roster. Um, I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs if Embiid's healthy. But again, they have to finish in the top six. If they don't, then I don't like their chances at all. Yeah, NBA too. It's like when it, you're two games away from fourth, third, fourth base, you're two games away from eighth place. Well, right now, that's a good point. Um, right now, so they're right now they're fifth, uh, one game ahead of of the Pacers, but they're only two or two and a half games ahead of the Heat and Magic. Right. So you're going to have to hold off the heat and the magic. You know, yeah. uh, it's going to be tough because they, they are not good without a beat. I mean, they could lose any game. Yeah, they, they go so, through some scoring droughts. You know, they don't have that. that, that they don't have anybody to yeah, know, in the lane to, to stop or defensively too. Oh, yeah. and Reed couldn't stop me defensively. So. Yeah, Chalky, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I agree with Jason. It's going to be how can you do hopefully better than just treading water while Embiid's out because, you know, they're only two and a half ahead of Miami and Orlando, but they're only a game and a half, I think, out of third. Um, Cleveland's actually in second. I didn't realize they had gone on a run to get that high. They probably won't hang up there. And, you know, everybody's looking at Boston. Um, Heald has been as good as advertised on offense and he has not been good on defense, but he has not been as bad as he may have been advertised. So I'll take that as a win. Um, but I mean, it's it's even, you know, obviously the Embiid injury is paramount, but I don't know that they've had the same starting lineup for two consecutive games for the last two or three weeks because, you know, Maxie's in and out, Harris is in and out, who's got a virus this night, Covington hasn't played and whatever. So there's no... You have guys getting hurt, and there's just no consistency of, okay, well, Embiid's out, but these are our five guys. It's just you're not seeing that. So f to get the guys, especially with the guys running through the trades to gel, they're going to have to hopefully get some luck injury-wise that they can roll the same guys out night after night um, and just try to, you know, they're not going to go on a 17-game run or whatever like they did um, Simmons' rookie year, I'm sure, to end the year. But, you know, I, I don't want them to play an extra game, but actually the 7-10 game doesn't, necessarily worries me as much as it might have because Milwaukee's a little bit of a mess right now. So whoever you end up with that two game, two seven, you know, I just, I want to hold Boston off till the, 
conference finals if you're good enough to get that far. Um, the one thing I'll say though, there is I think Cleveland's going to, I think Cleveland's going to win that division. So I think you would get Cleveland. Yeah. Well, yeah, they'd be ahead of Milwaukee if they win the division. Sure. So it's mm -hmm. possible. Um, yeah. And look, Cleveland crapped down the playoffs last year. We'll see what they end up, you know, if they're ready for a run this year or not. Um, it's just going to be hard to get a real read on this team until, you know, even if you don't have them beat, until you get a regular lineup that you're playing every night. Yeah, Meeker, take us home. Yeah, really not a lot to add. I mean, the Sixers' schedule, like I was saying in the last podcast, is a little tough coming off of the All-Star break. They do get some easier games at home in um, late February and early March, but it's all about what you said, Jason. I mean, it's all about trying to keep out of that seventh spot, and that's going to be a tough task, you know, with some of the games that have coming up. And they have another West Coast trip where they play the Clippers and Oklahoma City or or now they're, they're playing them at home. But, um, yeah, I would have loved to see this team with Embiid, you know, and the moves that they made because they are deep. They have probably, you know, I don't know, I would call it a better roster than last year, but at this point maybe they do if Embiid's healthy. Um, but, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be tough if they have to play that play in game, just like you were saying, I don't have a whole lot to add cause you guys really, really covered it, but I wanted to say. Yeah. It's, I mean, with, I mean, it all comes down to Embiid and when he comes back and, you know, we, we talked about it before with these in, in season trades, it's, you know, it takes a while to, to, to figure each other out. Um, and without Embiid, it's going to be like him coming back into another in-season trade with because he hasn't played with Heal and Lowry, you know. So, and the other thing is, you want him to be in shape, you know. And he's yeah, he's going to be off his feet back. for how long, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's it's not hard. the injury you want, seven foot, whatever, you know. Have they said anything more since the surgery and, and the expectation of? When he's returning, or it's still they you know, said they'll reevaluate re in a month. In four, right? I don't know when that, yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, I really, even if you're like on the edge of the line there at six seven, I would not rush him back. I mean, you made moves like healed and bring Lowry in. Like, they're those contracts are at the end of this year, so those are you're trying to do something this year with those guys. So let him be, get healthy, and make a run at that point as opposed to rushing them back to make sure you don't have a play in round. But I think, I think they'll try to bring heel back. Don't you think? I think it's possible. I mean, look, they're going to go big game hunting again because Harris's contract will be off the books and who that might be. Lord only knows, you know, he, he called, they, they Lord called about LeBron. LeBron and Kevin Durant at the trade deadline. And the name that, the name that seems to be on a lot of people's lips right now, depending on guess how they finish is Paul George. Cause he's the one guy out there. And he's uh, not coming here. I, I doubt it, but Kawhi has resigned and George has not yet. So, you know, what do you I, think about uh, Bridges? I would, would love you, to get him if he's really available, but I don't think the Sixers haven't. I don't know that those. I think they can, Brooklyn can get a better deal elsewhere, whether it's picks or players, than what the Sixers can do with picks in the offseason. All right. Um, I guess that wrap is so, wraps up episode 94 of Broad Street Hustle. Um, getting close to that show 100 next week. I don't know what we're talking about. Phillies, maybe some spring training games to talk about. Uh, some all-star break. I don't know. We'll see. Blake. Episode 94, Broad Street Hustle. Have a great night.